Hello and welcome to another edition of Bills from Afar. You with me, Tim Roger, my co-host Charlie. Charlie, how you doing? Good. It's uh, it's football starts today. Well, yeah, today, tonight. Um, we are Thursday, the seventh of September. So we got the Lions and uh, Chiefs game coming up this evening, which is I don't know. You, are you planning to stay up and watch it? Are you excited about that game? Yeah, um, yeah. It really depends, to be honest. So um, it's something that I wouldn't just do off my own back like if uh, my 10 month old baby wakes up during the night mm-hmm. and it ties in quite nicely with the game then I'll like stay up if he doesn't get up until during the game then after I've sorted him out then I might watch it as live like yeah. maybe an hour behind or something mm-hmm. or if I m- miraculously make my way through the whole night uh, not waking up then I'll watch it as live in the morning yeah. so yeah I'm not tying myself into definitely watching it and staying up I know you are though, right? Yeah, I think I'm going to give it a go. I'll do the pre-nap, get up, go back to bed later. At least try, see. If I if I wake up at you know 1 a.m. and I feel like I feel like I don't fancy yeah. it, then I'll just watch it as live tomorrow morning. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, could be pretty desperate for football to start again, honestly. And it's kind of an interesting game. I mean, mm. I mean, in the past, I've always looked at these th- opening Thursday night games. Obviously, Bills and um, Rams last year was great, but normally they're not great games it's usually some sort of yeah. Mouse divisional game that you you know from the nfc that you, we don't care about but this one we do care about you know that if the lions beat kc that's that's a big result for the bills in terms of playoff standings and, and that kind of stuff so it's a meaningful game for for us and we've got an obvious team to root for which is not kc yeah exactly and the nfc team facing the chiefs you know with the lions fans tonight I don't mind the lines anyway. Like everyone's, yeah, indeed, yeah. it's kind of everyone's hipster pick at the moment based on you know what Dan Campbell's got done and mm-hmm. just kind of his attitude and mentality towards you know how he go, goes about coaching that team. So yeah, no, uh, come on the lines, definitely, absolutely. Um, and well, yeah, yeah, this is our exciting. first. You know, this is our first um, game preview of the season, so it's really exciting stuff. So obviously, we're talking about the Jets game. Um, first and foremost, um, that will include bets. Like we'll kind of touch on what we think we'd probably be looking at the markets, um, based on how we think the, the game's going to go. Um, the specific like individual player markets aren't available now, so we haven't actually placed any bets. Um, but we'll kind of you know let you guys know kind of what we'd be looking at and then we'll post them on the socials as usual before the game and then um talk about the season prediction so obviously the last episode that we've done with chris we went game by game uh we told uh, everyone what our you know uh divisional predictions would be where the bills sit uh amongst that and uh yeah we'll talk about all the rest of the afc divisions and the nfc as well to see how it all plays out uh, i know you haven't but i've done some overall season bets for other teams so i'll include those as part of that um so yeah i think that covers it so shall we get straight into it then so yeah. monday, monday night, night straight tuesday morning football yeah yeah, yeah indeed um it's strange you, you are even though it's Tuesday night for us, I still it's just habit because the Americans call it Monday night, so I just have to call it Monday night football. Yeah. Um Tuesday morning football doesn't have the same ring to it, does it really? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Um, and um when we look at this game then, so um, first of all, how are you going to be watching it? Like obviously, what what was your strategy? Do you have a strategy for yes. um same know, strategy as last now? year? Go to bed early, yeah. get up. Mm-hmm watch it go back to bed and mm. i'm actually going to be watching it in uh the empire square casino um 
Empire oh, nice. Casino in Leicester Square, even uh, in London, because I've, I'm going to be in London for work. So I'll be uh, staying there. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a new experience. So if you're in London and you fancy watching the game, um, I will be there in one of my many jerseys uh, representing the Bills. Hopefully, not surrounded by too many Jets fans. But um, yeah, mm. obviously, we don't have the Fitz Robia Bell on uh, these really late games. Um, so yeah, it'll be a new experience. I'm interested to see what it's like. I'll try not to get drawn into the casino part of it. Just focus on the yeah. football. <laughs> yeah, that's it. But um, yeah, so that's what I'll be doing. Um, so, yeah. so just has, has the casino confirmed then that they're definitely putting it on? Like, did you they reach do. out to them and say, no, hey, they, they, got... they put on all the NFL games and they're open 24 okay. seven. So um, they have a, a sports bar in, in the casino nice. and they actually um, publish all the games that they're going to be showing, including the Bills Jets. Um, yeah. So yes, it's the you know, turn up and uh, there's a sports bar there to watch it in. So I think at that time of the day on a Monday stroke Tuesday morning, like casinos seem to be the only places open that. Can, yeah. You know, share because we know that um, our good friend Phil, who will actually be part of this podcast moving forward, uh, he's uh, Scott. Uh, we haven't actually had him on for a proper interview before but we'll certainly do that at some point but he's going to come on he likes to have a drink let's just say when he watches the Bills games <laughs> and um, he's kind of infamous within our group of friends of uh, posting some great drunk videos basically just talking about the Bills and stuff so you know sometimes he won't always be drunk but we're going to try and incorporate that as part of this so <laughs> Scottish people are not always drunk so. all of the time we yeah. can promise you so. confirmed yeah no so, so that's good to be fun but he's doing the same thing with uh, a few of his friends uh in yeah, Glasgow. Casino. so yep. casinos must be the way forward like we've only got one i think in in where i live in norfolk i think it's in yama so it's not the uh most, it's a long way uh, to go isn't it for you glamorous, to, uh, yeah no. it's a long way to go and it's not the most glamorous not quite the same Asians as well. It's not the Mandalay so, Bay, uh, is it? Yeah, Let's put it that way. <laughs> no, no. So none of none of that shenanigans. I shall just be watching at home with some rum, with some good food. Uh, so, and what I'm planning to do is obviously a great slate of games on uh, on the Sunday. I'll just stay up for most of that, uh, like the Sunday nine o'clock uh, slate, to make myself tired then for the following night and hopefully get. I don't know four four hours sleep. That'll be a result. To be fair, before before the game. So, yeah, really looking forward to it. Um, in terms of like looking ahead of this game and like the weather conditions, always quite like looking at that. It looks to be pretty decent actually. Um, a gentle breeze. Uh, it's really there's a there's a heat wave going on in New York, New Jersey at the moment. Um, it's affecting the US Open. I've seen some of the players talking about it, which is why I specifically know that. But it looks like at the time that they're going to play, it's going to be quite nice, like low 20 degrees Celsius and just kind of perfect conditions for, you know, the Bills to to play their best brand of football. So I'm, I'm looking forward to just the game in general. Injury news at the moment, it's hard to... Neither team have put out uh, any report because it's on a Monday night, they can wait another day. So we're recording this Thursday. That hasn't come out yet. But obviously, if I start off by saying like interesting news in Sean McDermott's um, conference yesterday, he said that um, Osiris Torrance will start at right guard. Christian Benford will be the CB2. And more su- most surprisingly, I think Terrell Bernard being um, the middle linebacker. And obviously, he's had his injuries. I don't think he really played much if any of the preseason games so no. um it's going to be a real baptism of fire uh, you say it's a surprise though but what other alternative did they have well i, mean... I just expected it to be dodson just because he's had okay. that. yeah yeah right. like, that, that's why 
with the injury and just it didn't seem like he had a great preseason as well, like training camp. So I just thought it'd be Dodson to be it, fair. It would have been interesting if we were playing the Patriots, for example, and if we had Ramondre Stevenson running up. You know, that was the majority of their game plan. Um, you know, obviously Rogers, you know, is gonna be more of a sort of passing offense, and so maybe uh Bernard's strength in coverage ways in his favour I'd be, just be interested to know but it doesn't sound like they were happy with him in any capacity uh, you know in terms of running the defence and that kind of stuff so whereas that I thought McDermott was really complimentary about Bernard in terms of his intelligence and um, uh, his ability well I think Poya came out and said the same some sort of stuff as well you know he knows how to take ownership of the defence so yeah I mean I'm hopeful that it's better than what we've seen before um, but we got to see yeah. it, haven't we? We, we got to see it. Um, did you see that Micah Hyde was um, seemingly yes. carrying a bit of a bit of a strain? He seemed to be stretching and working with the team, but not not full practice. It'd be good, be good if we could have him back. Um, mm. How would you? Let's suppose Hyde wasn't available. How would you set up? Would you put Taylor Rapp in? Would you put Demar Hamlin in? Who would be the strong? Who would be the, the free safety? What would you? What would you do? Um, that's a tricky one. Uh, it's really hard for us to say, like, because. We've not been at training camp. I don't really recall. I know Taylor Rapp had played snaps during preseason, but he didn't. He never stood out. I, I wasn't playing, paying too much attention as to where he was lining up to be mm. there. It felt like he was more of that Jordan Poyer strong safety. I remember him coming down to the box a I, couple of times. Yeah, I think he is. And on the depth chart, that's how it, how it looks: is that Rapp's yeah. back up to Poyer and Hammers the back up to um, to to Hyde. But we know that Poyer can play some play free safety, and it makes mm. me think I would. Imagine they would put um, Rap in as the strong safety and Poyer as a free safety you know, yeah. in terms of uh, their experience and, and what yeah. have you. So that's how I, what I would do. Uh, but hopefully it'll be fit. I mean, we've got a no, those what extra extra day so mm. um, to get him back. And he, so he was stretching. He was out on the field and uh, just not full mm. practice. So yeah, yeah we we, we yeah. need him back. <laughs> so let's get into this then. Mm. Uh, talking about the Jets specifically. So when you look at the Jets, you know, hard knocks. I remember. You know, me talking about when we went game by game about the Jets on hard knocks. And, you know, uh, I always find it quite interesting, you know, taking that, you know, peeling back the curtain and, and getting a look at these organisations. Obviously, you know, the Jets can, and all teams that do it, they can kind of dictate exactly what's put in. And, you know, they want to make it look as impressive as possible. For But I just felt like, you know, defence, fair enough. I was really impressed by their defensive coordinator, actually. I felt like he was, a, you know, done a good job motivating his guys. But I looked at this offence and, you know, it just felt like, Aaron Rodgers and Nathaniel Hackett just felt a little bit false. Like, they, you know, it was just a really good mate of Aaron Rodgers. It didn't feel like anyone that, you know, would motivate a team, you know, and, and really like optimize an, an offense. And we kind of saw that from the Broncos. And, you know, he could well turn around and, you know, do a good job with the mm. Jets offense. But it just felt like it was all kind of surrendering it all to Rodgers, wasn't it? It was almost like yeah, he's, he's the guy. Exactly. And I'm, yeah. yeah. It's his show, you know, and you can kind of understand that to a degree but it just felt like it kind of reminded me a little bit of the Russell Wilson where he kind of yeah. was allowed to do what he wanted bring his own guys in and I know Rogers hasn't well he has kind of done that in terms of his offensive coordinator but he hasn't brought his trainers in and it, yeah so it's more like personnel of the offensive yeah. coordinator I just don't know I just don't get but I didn't fantastic think it... vibes from the hard knocks my feeling was it was all very polished and all a bit of a kind of mm. Rogers uh, worship fest and yeah. 
these things are never that clean. I thought that, you know, the bits that were interesting to me is when Rogers wasn't happy when he was losing his what's it over the, the, the snap and um, getting frustrated with wide receivers running the wrong r- routes. I think that's, mm. that's, that's, that was quite telling. Um, and it, you know, I agree. I don't think you can really take much of anything from it. If I'm honest, I think it's yeah. a market, marketing activity. Mm-hmm. I, I enjoy it. I, I like watching it. I think the people like Quinn and Williams, I really like, I think he seems like a really <laughs> yeah. fun guy. Um, yeah. Even though he's a jet, it's hard to root against Quinn and Williams. Um, mm. But I think Salah comes across as just a kind of, well, I don't know. I, yeah. You know, I'd need to probably believe it. What I think of Salah, I, it doesn't come across well at all to me. Um, mm. It seems like a, creepy guy honestly <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it is about him i just just really makes my skin crawl um yeah um actually i thought rogers came across relatively well i mean i think yes i agree he, with that. he's, he's yeah. a bit of a weird dude isn't he we had meg on mm. last year talking about rogers and how the fact he's that kind of enigma and um you know he certainly has some weird habits and weird attitudes and and, and, and ideas but you know he's still an incredible player and i think he's going to be uh you know a worthy opponent um, I mean, to me, this game is, you know, just win it all costs. I mean, it's, it's critical. Uh, it's really mm. critical that we, we get a win here. Um, mm. Jets are only going to get better. Um, but yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's interesting to see how what kind of game plan they have because mm. you've obviously got quite a strong running back room with Brees Hall. Did you, I think you said he's on a pitch count. Is that right? Yeah, um, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. so um, I think he's going to start, but you'll see a lot of Dalvin Cook. I think you'll see some of Michael Carter the fantasy community community is not happy with um but yeah it looks like they're going with a free like kind of headed running back uh group mm. that'll be playing us so it'll be interesting like, i remember michael Carter last year and I've, i know we've talked about it since the game but jets away the game we lost like yeah michael carter how is able to punish us on that final drive to kind of win a game um and chew tons of clock off you know uh, that was really frustrating, and I think he's a good player, probably better than even some of the Jets fans. Um, you know, kind of. I mean, you just the vibes you get from the social media and stuff. Dalvin Cook carved us to pieces as well against the Vikings. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people saying he's dropped off, but he didn't have a bad day mm. against us. He was mm. uh, 14 carries, 119 yards. That's eight and a half yards per carry um, mm. and a touchdown. Mm. So, so what, I was yeah, just going to say, so when you. When when you look at you know the, the Jets roster um, and like what their strengths are, I think you've alluded to one there, which is the main one, which is the D line. Like, mm. um, just overall, like, what are your thoughts about the strengths of the strengths of uh, the Jets and how they match up against us? Yeah, so I think D line is obviously the one that stands out. I think you've also got to look at Garrett Wilson as a really real talent. Um, yeah, I think they've got pretty decent cornerbacks. Obviously, Sauce Gardner is is the kind yeah. of the show. Uh, the, the show really uh, but yeah and he's he's going to shadow Diggs as well isn't he, it yeah he, you would, you would think so um, and Diggs is going to relish that and I think he's going to relish yeah. he's, he's not going to want to hide but I do think that the strength of the Bills the amount of pass catches we have really the, the, that that cornerback depth starts to get eroded pretty quickly um, mm-hmm. and I think we just got a lot of weapons and I can imagine us uh, going open, forcing them to defend the pass, and then maybe uh, that's where we see people mm. like James Cook, a bit of um, play action yeah. maybe. I think it's I'm fascinated to see what the, the Bills do. I think we have to account for the fact that Dave line is better than our own line, yes. considerably. And mm-hmm. then that means, okay, we're going to have to run the ball. We're going to have to be diverse in this offense. We're going to have to be uh, run inside, outside, um, short passes, get the ball out quickly. I think Josh is really good when he when he when he has that mentality mm. to get the ball out yeah. quickly. When he's worried about yeah. a D line, um, he won't have a chance to really feel comfortable with this offensive line yet. Even if it does stand up, I think that we've seen in the past he sometimes fails before he needs to. But um, yeah. 
I think that the, the I'm not super worried about their their secondary simply because Source Gardner is only one person. We have lots of other weapons. I am worried about their D line. Uh, yeah. Garrett Wilson's an interesting one. Um, I would imagine that Trey would be up against him, uh, but we don't mm. tend to have Trey follow a guy, so it's a it's an interesting. I think we will in this matchup. You yeah, think I think okay. Diggs and Wilson will get matched up on both sides. You yeah, know, for both opposition, really. Uh, I expect it because. I'd like, um, I prefer it. Outside of that, we don't always like, see it, do we? Yeah, well, we'll talk about the weaknesses in a minute, but outside of him, I don't think there's really much there. But yeah. like you talked about the D line, and yeah, it's um, but the depth they've got is insane. Like the guys who were, um, oh, yeah. you know, they cut, you know, they could probably have spots on, you know, quite a few other um, teams 53, you know, they're eight to nine deep. And it's not just the fact that they're talented individually, like obviously Quinn and Williams and John mm. Franklin Myers and. Um, your good friend um, Will McDonald the fifth <laughs> uh, as well, um, but it's just like how they scheme these guys up as well. Uh, yeah, it, you know how their stunts, and they don't they, they don't need to blitz, but just how they stunt them worry. up. And, I, yeah. I think that the key for the Bills is going to be as diverse as they possibly can on offense. Um, you know, the mm. great thing is we actually have slot options. We got options in the short areas in in Kincaid, Knox, Deontay Hardy. Diggs can play a bit of that as well. I expect to see a lot of diversity on the offense to try and mitigate that that offensive, sorry, that defensive line. Um, I can imagine maybe the odd screen as well. Um, to get mm. the ball out quick to James Cook, get, get him out in space and, and see what he can do. Um, I'm really interested. I think we'll, we won't see a lot of the kind of, you know, Diggs, Davis downfield. I'm just not sure Josh is going to have the time. And interesting, yeah. when I looked at the stats in the previous matchups last year, Josh didn't score uh, throw for much as well. I mean, those were both quite low-scoring games, but I think Josh uh, threw for 147 and 205 yards in the two games last year. Yeah. Uh, it, spoiler alert: just, the, the, the line yeah. for Josh is is two five three and a half. So if you're looking for a sneaky under, that might not be a bad mm. idea. But that's no fun, is it? Being the under and Josh Allen, like we know yeah. that <laughs> even against the best of the best, like he's able to you know find ways. And like you know, we haven't got quite to weaknesses, but I think there's definitely going to be um, you know, as you said, we're strengthened in certain areas. Mm. Um, you know, Diggs Davis, we've got more options in that. I think Kincaid, when we get to, it, I think it's going to be a good you know, a, a big factor in this game. Like just, you know, we saw against the Steelers, which was only like one or two drives, but, you know, Kincaid was, what, targeted three times, you know, really, yeah. you know, even the first target went to him. I just thought that, you know, that, um, you know, meant a lot. That was significant. And I think and, those yeah. are the, those are the weaknesses. Again, you know, I think them yes. defending out of tight ends, I think Knox may well have a bigger role than people think. Um, because I think, there's a lot of buzz around Kincaid, but if you've got to defend properly two tight ends, um, I mean, I, I think Knox mm-hmm. is going to be in because we're going to need the help. Um, but, you know, you have those situations where he can slip out of the away from the line and just take the, the, the quick dunk off. But I think people are forgetting about Deontay Hardy. I, I think that he's going to be a very, yeah. very valuable, um, you, know, you know, one, two, three, get the ball out type uh, option for, for Josh, nice and quick in the short areas, maybe the you know, cheeky six, seven yard gains, the sort of stuff that, Cole Beasley did for us so well. Um, mm. yeah, just getting open in, in the short areas. I think that's mm. going to be critical for us. So again, another cheeky bet to look at is what the uh, uh, completions are for Hardy, because I think he might have an interesting game. Mm. I think that, you know, the, the middle linebacker, that's the spot that we could like exploit. Like Quincy Williams, he's a very hot and cold player. Mm. He does some amazing things, um, you know, really hits hard. Uh, CJ Mosley, he's been a good player in this league, but he's not the, the, the fastest player. I think if we get, you know, go, go up into 12 personnel, so, um, you know, have Harty on the slot, take away that slot. 
uh, corner and kind of isolate those middle linebackers, uh, those linebackers, sorry, and uh, run 12 personnel and get Kincaid matching up on them. I think that's a yeah. recipe for success, especially as you said, like the, the quick game, you know, the first, um, what, seven, eight games of, of last season before Josh got injured, his um, yards per completion was kind of like six, seven yards, which is a lot less than, you know, what we expect for Josh. And, you know, and we were being successful, though. Like, we, we started obviously really well last year and won a lot of games. And it felt comfortable. Uh, it felt comfortable to me anyway, like watching him having, you know, doing a quick game, you know, diagnosing the field really quickly, getting the ball out. So I think he can do it. And now he's got some more options as well that he didn't quite have. And obviously, we haven't talked about him, but James Cook as well, like, you know, um, in the backfield, as you said, the screens, for dump offs, the wheel routes, you know, we can. There's favourable matchups. Not only, yeah. you know, um, doesn't have to be the outside. I think we can do a lot of good work in the middle of the field. Can I talk about another weakness on the Jets? Um, and it yeah. has been spoken about a bit, but I think there's an interesting wrinkle here: is that the the offensive line of the Jets has never played a game together before. Um, this is Century is pretty good, but the tackles are questionable to say the least. Yes. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, last year the Jets were ranked uh, according to PFF. Um, the third worst in pass block grade, uh, whereas the Packers were rated as third best. So old man Rogers may well find himself running for the li- for his life and not have the time that he's used to. Um, yeah. Uh, in this Jets, uh, this Jets def- uh, Jets offensive line. So I think that that's something we can exploit. I mean, Makai um, Becton, I think, seems to have settled down a little bit, but Max Mitchell at right tackle, not sure about him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Elijah Veratuk is a really good player. Connor McGovern, Lacan Tomlinson, I think the center of that uh, offensive line is fine, but the 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 tackles are a problem. So, I mean, Rogers will know this, yeah. <laughs> and Rogers will be wanting to get the ball out quickly. But uh, I think that there is some some areas where the likes of Leonard Floyd and Greg Rousseau should be able to exploit as well. Yeah, so it all needs to kind of marry together, doesn't it? You know, the coverage mm. needs to be so tight on the back end that it forces Rogers to hold on to a ball a little bit longer. Because as you say, you know, he he's all about the quick game. It looks like they're doing a lot of, you know, quick wide receiver screens and that kind of thing in the yeah. offseason to get the ball out um, and kind of um, negate the uh, risk of having these tackles that, you know... But for, for years now, t- tackle for the Jets, you know, has been such a, you know, they've been played with injuries and all sorts, never been settled down. Um, is one of the reasons um, why, you know, Zach Wilson never works because the offensive line just couldn't stay healthy and couldn't protect him ultimately. They yeah. Back to, you know, their fourth, fifth tackles at times. So, yeah. Um, you know, that's something that's plagued them. Um, the only other one for me in terms of weaknesses, and you mentioned it at some point, I can't remember when, uh, but recently you mentioned it, it's the weapons outside of Garrett um, Wilson and mm. uh, Brees Hall in the past. Yeah, game. we did it um, when we had uh, Olivia on. I, you know, my, my search was, yeah. I think they're a, they're a, they're a the receiver short, I think, mm. in terms of their depth um, there. You know, after Wilson, yeah. the, the options are not amazing. Yeah, so when they get into 11 personnel, I'm confident, mm-hmm. obviously, Teron Johnson can match up with one of their secondary weapons. But, you know, Christian Bedford as well, I fancy him against the likes of you know, Alan Lazard and McCall Harmon. And I know he's quick, but he's not really got anything else. So um, I, I think that's even favourable. I'm, 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 you know, I'm quite high and bullish on Benford, uh, especially in this game. I feel like, um, you know, there's an opportunity there. I think he's going to get... Um, you know, some of the throws, quite a few of the throws come his way, and I think he'll hold up pretty well. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a pick. 
Uh, that's kind of my uh, prediction for game is that he's going to intercept one of the balls. Rogers, you know, he, he's not known to turn the ball over. Clearly, you know, he, he's so smart and intelligent. Uh, he reads the game so well and puts it out of harm's way. Like yeah. just his back shoulder throw to um, Gat Wilson, like, you know, he read the cornerback. He knew that he wasn't going to have the time to turn it, turn it, but just the trajectory of a ball as well. Like it's, you can't really defend that kind of ball, but uh, I just think it's going to be an opportunity there for Benford. So um, yeah, Rogers is good at throwing that. it away when he doesn't have it. He'll he'll take yeah. you know the three and outs if he has to. Um, yeah, you know he's he'll live for another day. And they can because that defense, you know, yeah, he can because that defense is so good that. You know, for his, you know, he's so risk adverse and some sometimes that, you know, he's so smart, intelligent that, yeah, it just doesn't need to be, just doesn't need to force it, does he? So um, if we move to then just like we've probably kind of covered it anyway, but just like which Bills players or Jets players do you expect to have big games and um, mm. be the deciding factor in these, in these games? Yeah, so I think that um, we've talked about Knotts and Kincaid. I think the tight ends are going to be good. Drop, yeah. uh, don't, uh, don't have options. Likewise, Hardy, I think, um, <clears throat> should have an interesting game. But I'm also expecting the running backs to, to have a bit, pretty big role to play. I think that we haven't really talked about Josh's running at all in this offseason. No. Um, but I think the threat of Josh's run, right, I, I expect him to run, right? I'm not necessarily sure he'll run a lot, but I think that they're going to want to give this defense as much as possible to think about. And I can see, mm-hmm. you know, run pass options. I can see um, uh, James Cook spinning out, being a, being a, a dump-off option. I can see us shoving some um some some of our athletic offensive linemen up the field a little bit and creating space for josh i think will be there'll be a lot of different stuff thrown at the jets i think they're going to want as much diversity as possible giving as much stuff to think about to try and mitigate against this 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 defensive line i think that again i mentioned floyd and, and um and greg rousseau i think they're going to be key as well in terms of containing the run you know Brees hall mm-hmm. um especially delwin cook as i said he had a good game against us last year um and uh, yeah, those are those are my standouts. Any anyone else yeah. in addition to those? Yeah, so I've already talked about on Cage. You just mentioned him again there. I think he will have a big game. I think he'll get targeted a lot. You mentioned about Josh. I was just going to say, like, whenever Josh's back's against the wall, and you know the Bills are considered favourites, and you know we're not in the best position. Like it's on prime time as well. He always comes to play. He always rises to the occasion. And I don't think it's going to be uh, any different in this case. I think we're going to see a great game for Josh. Um, you know, it's not going to be massive numbers, as you say. I, I can't see us, you know, I, I can't see him throwing it for over 300 passing yards. Um, yeah. But he, he can, he's going he's to um, manage things well, the quick game, you know, just get these short intermediate pickups in the air, run with the ball when he needs to. I think he's just going to manage it, um, you, you know, the, the game expect uh, a lot from him then yeah just um from the jet size source gardener we've already talked about that but i think he will keep Dix quiet um like he did like on last season i think he's only getting better those garrett wilson versus source gardener um matchups that we saw in you know hard knocks they look pretty special to be fair to witness and quinn and williams that you mentioned um i, I have a good amount of confidence with osiris torrance i'm not gonna say he's gonna you know keep him you know not <laughs> Um, Quinn and Williams isn't going to get any pressures or anything like this, but he's just such a good player that, you know, he is going to get uh, to Josh Allen, um, you know, on a few occasions during this game, but I do have confidence Josh can avoid that. Yeah. Um, 
he's typically you... done all right against the Jets, uh, but I yeah. think I can see defenses being the kind of the dominant, <laughs> the dominant thing mm. in this game, and it not being especially high scoring. Yeah. So, what do you think the key? Uh, is uh, or the keys off of the Bills to win this game? I think our defense has got to unsettle their offense. We're going to give them a lot to think about. Um, I think this is where we'll start to see McDermott stunts and pressure coming from unusual places. I think what we'll see is maybe a bit of a bracketing of Garrett Wilson uh, with one of the safeties over the top, uh, just to give Rogers a bit more to think about. Um, and then I think on offense is about getting the ball out quick. Uh, again, being diverse, trying. You know, run inside and outside, give them as much to think about as we possibly can and get Josh running the ball if we need to and make use of our second, third, fourth passing, uh, pass catching options. Um, because like you say, they do have some strengths uh, in place for people like Source Gardner, who's going to might mm. hopefully not take digs out of the game, but do you really want to throw his way? Um, yeah, maybe not. So mm. we'll, let's, let's go after the mismatches. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I've got four points for me. So it's um, controlling the line of scrimmage as well as you can. Obviously, we talked about the D-line. I'm not going to go on to there, but just give Josh Allen as much time as possible, really. Um, Josh, get the ball out quickly. Look for Cook dump-offs. Get, uh, wait for Kincaid to uncover quickly. Uh, Deontay Harty uh, runs after catch opportunities from the slot. Just anything that gets the ball out quickly. And uh, yeah. Uh, find ways of making it difficult for Rogers, uh, test the offensive tackles, which is what you've alluded to, and then limit Jets in the run game, force them to throw the ball um, because they do like to run it as well. They'll try and um, design some play action shots from the run game. Uh, so if we can kind of, and we have been pretty good to be fair in our run defense, um, you know, most of last season it felt like we played pretty well and didn't um, allow a lot of run. Um, yards on the ground but if we can just continue that that'd be great mm. um, and then if we look at so we talked about the bets but if we just kind of say what we're kind of looking out for you kind of mentioned in terms of the like um, was it the Knox like the tight end production yeah so and... a few different things I'm looking at I think look at the over under on hearty receptions I mean I'd yeah, expect it to be really it. low. It'd probably be like three or three and a half yeah. or something as a line. That might be quite tempting to to take the over on. I think it'd be interesting in total yards for for for, um, for Cook as well. I think mm-hmm. um, there will be a bit of, uh, let's say, real estate sharing, I think, with the other running backs. But um, if there's one guy who's going to have the sort of breakaway uh, run, it's going to be Cook. And I think the all-purpose yards, you know, um, out of the catching as well as running, that'll be an interesting uh, bet to look at. Also interesting, Josh Allen completion numbers. Um, probably compare that mm-hmm. to averages from last year because I think there's be a lot of short passes or get it out yeah. quick. So it should be higher than, than average. Um, and as I said, I mentioned the the under on the passing yards. Now, of course, every game's different, but certainly yeah. against this defense, we haven't ripped it a piece, ripped it to pieces. Um and uh you know 253 and a half that's the line currently that's kind of low in josh allen world but if you look at what he did last year it's 147 205 yards passing uh in one loss and one win um we haven't we've struggled and i think this this defense has has, uh, has caused us some problems we haven't scored tons of uh, tons of tons of points against it mm, yeah i've got kind of two that i'm looking out for so i talked about kincaid i think if the line is four and a half receptions i think i'll take the over hopefully it's a little bit less hopefully it's three and a half but i think it'll be about four and a half and if it is i'll definitely take the over i think he'll have about six receptions um uh, by the end of the night and then you said about james cook i think receiving yards is what i'd look at because their d-line's so good i think that he can cause most of his damage in the receiving game so uh, I don't know where the line would be, maybe in the 30s. I think that's still a good good bet. 
because he could rip off, you know, a yard of that length uh, in one play if he wanted, well, if he wanted to, but he's got that ability and potential anyway to do that. So they're the kind of two that I'm mainly looking out for. Um, I think Davis might have a good game in terms of targets as well, Gabe Davis, um, just because they can't... I think he might be a bit lower, honestly. Uh, yeah, not in terms of yards, yeah. but I think okay. he will get a fair amount of targets. I think maybe like five, six, something like that as well. Um, I think they'll, you know, kind of spread it around. Not completely yeah. cancel, you know, digs out, but I think they'll no. have to because you can't expect to get that amount of production like he usually expects from yeah. um, him being covered by source. And in terms of bets in the markets, um, that we've got at the moment, Bill's a favourite uh, by two and a half points at the moment. So if we're going to score predictions then, do you think that, you know, uh, that'd be a good bet in terms of betting uh, on the Bills to be two and a half. Um, I think the line's about right. Yeah. Um, without looking at line, I had this, the Bills at 21-17 winning the game. Um, yeah. So by four points. So the line feels pretty accurate. I mean, you usually get a, a couple of points for the being um, the home team. So what they're saying is that on an even ground, even field, the Bills are kind of in the region of around four or five point favorites. Um, so yeah, which is pretty much marries up to my prediction of, of 21-17. Not expecting it to be a high scoring game. I'd be lovely if it was, but I just don't know if this uh, this defense is going to keep us under under wraps a little bit uh, compared to what mm-hmm. we might like to see. What about you? What's your score prediction? Yeah, so I'm going for a Bills win again. Uh, 24-21 is mine. So yeah, pretty, so pretty similar, similar scores. Yeah. Um, yes. but I don't think that surprises anyone uh, in terms of it being that close. Mm. I think it will be. So yeah, looking I think forward to it now. The Bills will get theirs. The question is, is what what will what will the Jets get? I think. Um, yeah. You know, and to to what extent is this this offense settled and able to you know uh, really move move the ball down, move the move the chains? Because uh, you just don't know. No one's seen it when the, a team has been game planning against it. No one's seen what an Aaron Rodgers look, looking offense looks like in, in, in New Jersey. Um, so yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see, but I'm not expecting to be a wild sexy game. I hate games against the Jets. Though. <laughs> yeah. They're my least favorite games. They're always ugly. And usually it's, it's, it's a struggle. Tyler Bass, it was only two years ago. I think he had like a game that he had like six field goals, wasn't it? Yeah. Pretty awful. much won us for game. Awful. I think so. Yeah, I remember that game. Yeah. That was a miserable yeah. one as well. Um, Indeed. Cool. Yeah, so we'll move on to the next uh, segment of this podcast. So just looking at the uh, overall NFL then. So we've already talked about the AFC East and what our predictions are for the standings and where the Bills are going to be. But what about everyone else? Uh, I think it's a great exercise to do. If you don't do it, um, I'd recommend doing it because it really does give you a true idea of kind of where you are on teams. And, you know, you don't know the schedules off the heart. So you can look at a team and say, oh, yeah, that team's definitely a 10-win team. But when you actually get to do this exercise, it can differ by three wins either way. You know, I've done this and we'll get into it. But there's some surprises that about teams that I thought was I was higher on and some that I was lower on that I'm actually kind of, you know, it just, yeah, you just have a different uh, appreciation and you realise you have a different opinion on teams when you actually do this exercise. So I definitely recommend it. And when you are doing it, um, there's plenty of websites out there to do it, um, like Playoff Predictors, we both use that. But when you are doing it, just try and avoid looking at the standings as well, because that obviously can uh, have an influence of uh, how you uh, judge games moving forward and that kind of thing. So I'd recommend to avoid that until you've finished it, gone through all of the 18 weeks, 
and to have a look at it because it is really surprising. Do you go so, back and sort of correct it if you do feel like, oh, I've, I've given somebody 14 and one or sorry, 14 yes. and three and it feels too too rich? Because, nope. I mean, the thing about the NFL yes. is you do get these sort of results that are surprising. Yeah. You, you, yeah, you don't typically get teams going 17 and 0, you know, that yeah. are really good teams. The, the Chiefs don't go 17 and 0. They'll, they'll often lose ones that you don't expect them to. So I, I personally go back and just take the sort of the top and the bottom off a little bit because mm. I find that the teams that I'm really low on I have them losing everything that's actually unlikely the teams that I'm really mm. high on I have them winning everything that's also unlikely so I just tend to squeeze it a little bit but you don't do that you you kind of just go through no. plays. No, because what, why I kind of do this is I want an appreciation of how I feel about these teams, but I also want to use it to like look at the betting markets. Like I've I've already placed, uh, I think it's four bets. Um, I've got four teams that I'll kind of be uh, keeping an eye out uh, due to my bets, and I, I, I do it. And like the highest I've got a team is thirteen and four. The lowest I've got, which I think okay. uh, some quite some uh, quite some margin. Um, I, I do have two one-win teams. We'll get into them in a little while, but um, you know, so a lot of it is like most teams are like at six seven wins. To be fair, so I feel like that's fairly reflective of what usually happens in the season. Like as you said, you don't get usually you know you don't get teams that have higher than fourteen wins. And you don't really get mm. teams that are lower than four wins. Yep. So. Uh, I, I don't kind of apply like a percentage off and on here kind of that's that's just what I use at the end yep. of the day. So yeah, fair yeah, enough. Great. So where should we start? Which division do you want to start off with? Cool. So do you want to go stick to the AFC? Should we just go through all of yeah. the other AFC? Uh, so what about the North? Because that seems like the most uh, uh, one yeah. of the most fiercest, fiercest uh, divisions. Champions, Champions League term, you'd call it the group of death, wouldn't you? Yes. Um, you know, these, really. these, I mean, there is some sort of question marks here. We've got a sort of second-year quarterback in, in Pittsburgh. We've got um, Deshaun Watson. No one really knows if he's going to bounce back in, in Cleveland. But if you sort of take those sort of two people out of the equation, you just look at the rosters otherwise. These are two, these are four very relatively evenly matched rosters and, um, you know, four, I think, really solid teams to, it, 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 this is a tricky one. I mean, I had it out playing out as the Bengals winning the division, but only by one game. So 13 and four over the, uh, the Ravens, 12 and five. And then I had the, uh, the Steelers coming in at 10 and seven might just be one year too soon in their development. And, and also they've run run that gauntlet of a very tough division. I think the Steelers team is pretty, pretty good. And I think uh, 10 and seven might be a little bit on the low side, but it's simply because the teams that are going to play in that own, their own division and in the AFC, it, it, it's a tough one. Um, how does that compare to how you had it? Pretty similar, actually. So, in terms of the standings themselves, I haven't, which is the first surprise, um, I haven't got the Bengals as the top team in the AFC North, which is a huge surprise. I've got the Ravens uh, top, 13 and 4 for the Ravens. Bengals tied them, their record at 13 and 4, but the Ravens must have done better against them uh, in, in their matchups, which means that yep. they would win the division. Um, Steelers, I've got 11 and 6, so only one game off you. And then the Browns at bottom. But they're 9 and 8, so I've said all teams in that division yeah. are over 500. So. so we haven't deviated by more than one game on any of those records, which is uh, pretty yeah. incredible, really. So um, mm. if the Galaxy Brain's got anything to say about this, then uh, you know, uh, people go and put your your bets on now all right so um yeah really fascinating uh fascinating group i'm gonna be watching a lot of these games i think because i think they've been some fantastic games 
kind of different styles of offenses and as well. I think it's going to be, yeah, a really entertaining division. Should we move on to, I guess, what the uh, AFC West, I suppose? Um, yeah. What, who do you have as your, uh, how, do you, how do you see that playing out? Well, I think it's no surprise that I've got the Chiefs here winning the division fairly comfortably at 13 and four. I've got the Chargers next at nine and eight. And then the Broncos and Raiders both tying at five and 12. So clearly there's uh, quite a disparity there. And the Chiefs, um, you know, I've got them, what, four games, uh, winning the division by four games. So uh, I don't think, you know, we're waiting each year, aren't we, for like, especially the Chargers. Like, Mm. everyone knows the Chargers' reputation and you look at that roster and that potential, but... The charges are still the charges. I think they've got to prove it to me first before I can really be convinced that they're really going to challenge for Chiefs. I know they've ran them closely. I remember, I think it was two seasons ago, that the Chargers beat them in uh, Arrowhead, but they just need to do it more consistently. I want to see um, Justin Herbert um, with a new offensive coordinator um, there from the Cowboys. I think that's quite a good tandem. Um, I think long-term they're, they're set up for success, but Staley, I'm not too sure uh, if he's the long-term coach for them. Uh, and then the Broncos, Sean Payton, I'm quite optimistic that he's going to turn them around, but I don't know how the Russell Wilson thing's going to go long-term. Um, and then the Raiders, I, I don't really understand what they're doing at the moment with their moves. They're trying to like win and compete with some of the players that they've got on their roster, but uh, it just doesn't seem, you know, uh, what's the word, um, all put together. It just kind of seems right. like, you know, a lot of their moves have done, they don't really, there's not any synergy there in my mind, but I, I can't really see uh, what they're trying to do. So, yeah, that's what I've got. What about you? So, Chiefs and, and Chargers exactly the same. Um, and I'm wow. only one, okay. one game difference on the Broncos. I've got them at 6 and 11. Um, yeah, I think that the Broncos are certainly going to be better than they were. They're going to be much worse than they were last season. But again, again it's, a, it's, a, it's a toughish division and they've got a relatively tough schedule, I think, the Broncos. Um, where I differ most is actually on the Raiders. I'm really low on this Raiders team. I've got them as 1 and 16. Um, wow. I just don't see them really getting much of anything. I mean, again, they've got a really tough, uh, a tough schedule, tough division, um, tough conference. So I don't think they're as bad as one and 16 sounds but you know are we confident jimmy grappler is going to stay fit all season you know typically um there's just a lot of games where you just think you just got to favor the other the other seam so i think certainly the top we're incredibly uh, well identical really so yeah Mm. i don't have anything much to add i think um i've got exactly the same order as you do um so yeah yeah what was the chiefs and charges record so you said they've got one game between them but what was the actual win no so so chiefs was 13 and four and charges nine and eight yes the only difference was broncos that i had as six and six and eleven so that was oh, the wow. sort of one game difference. So, yeah, crazy yeah. how similar we are. So yeah, uh, right, really strange. So uh, then, next uh, division. Yeah, so let's do AFC South then. Just complete the AFC, and then afterwards we'll go through like the the playoff standings, shall we? So yep. yeah, if we talk about this uh, AFC South then, so for me. I have got the Jaguars winning the division at nine and eight. The Titans have the same record, um, but they wouldn't win the division. It'd be nine and eight there as well. The Texans, I've got a seven wins, which surprised me a little bit. Um, I do think they're probably the third best team in this division based on the moves they kind of made this offseason. But I wouldn't have said seven wins really. And then the Colts... um, It'll be interesting to watch the Colts this year. I've got them at 14, uh, sorry, 4 and 13. But, um, you know, Anthony Richardson, I think uh, in two years' time, he's going to be a really good quarterback, but he's going to be um, put straight into the fire. And I'm not too sure how he's going to handle that. Like, I think he's, you know, a quarterback that will be able to navigate it. 
obviously the head coach came from uh, the Eagles and they're going to run a similar offense, but you can't really expect, you know, uh, the Eagles are set up, the infrastructure, the personnel is a lot more different than what the Colts is. And it's going to take a year, two years, I think, before they can really challenge the Jaguars and Titans for the South. Um, yeah, so that's why I've got it. Uh, how, how have you got it? So, um, yeah, I've also got the Jags winning the division um, ahead of the Titans, but I've got much more dominant performance. I've got them as 12 and 5. I think this Jags team actually has a pretty straightforward uh, schedule. And I think it's one of the weakest divisions in football with the Titans, Colts and Texans. So uh, the Titans at 7 and 10. Um, the Colts at five and twelve, and then the Texans at three and fourteen. So I, I'm I'm a bit like you. I'm not quite as low on the, the Texans as some. It's just more the yeah, you know, they're, they're very early on in their development. Um, I'm not convinced they've got a quarterback, and um, yeah, there's just an, an awful lot of games where you just think oh, you know the other team is just stronger. Um, but I do think maybe you know similar to the Raiders, they're they're kind of. The, the record speaks to the fact they're in the AFC um, a, a bit more than it does, uh, you know, the, how, how poor the team is. You know, we'll obviously come on to teams like the Cardinals um, later, but, you know, <laughs> if I, I would back say that the Texans play, play the Cardinals, you know, um, but in this, yeah. this conference, it's, it's going to be really, really tough for them. Yeah, definitely. I think Domingo Ryans, I know he's a new coach and it's hard to know exactly how a new coach is going to react with a team, but just, you know, the fact that he was a Texan and, um, you know, he's got that 49ers bloodline. Uh, I think that he's going to be a good coach in this league. And I think he's going to get a couple more wins uh, out of his team than, you know, probably their previous coaches like Lovey Smith and David Cully probably got from, you know, their teams. And clearly they've got a better, uh, you know, they've got more exciting younger players now on that team as a result of them not doing as well the last couple of seasons. But I think, yeah, I'm quite optimistic for their future as well with Stroud. Um, maybe next year in 2024, they can really challenge uh, for the division. But uh, yeah, so that kind of wraps up the uh, AFC then because we've done the East in a previous podcast. Um, Shall we just quickly go from one to seven then? Um, yep. Who we've got uh, as a uh, AFC playoff. So, yeah, I've got the Bengals obviously winning the conference. Um, I've got Casey as the second seed, Bills as the third, and Jags rounding out the divisional winners. And then I've got the, the uh, Ravens, Finns, and Jets making up the uh, the wildcard spot. Oh, so, wow. Finns and Jets both making the, uh, yeah, both making the, 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 the playoffs. I am... You know, yeah, you mean, as, as we've spoken about, I am a sort of, there's a lot of debate there around the Finns and the Jets. Yeah. <laughs> it can go another way, uh, but that's how I, I see it right now. Um, yeah. How about you? Yeah, so I've got the Chiefs um, again, top seed. It's going to be frustrating if it ends up like this, but uh, 13 at four. Uh, Ravens second with 13 at four as well. Uh, the Jet, uh, Bills, number three, 12 and five, and uh, the Jags, nine and eight. Uh, at number four, number five, we've got the Bengals 13 and four, six the Jets at 12 and five and seven the Steelers 11 and six. So I've got three AFC North teams, whereas you've got three yep. AFC East teams. But I could see it going either, either, either of those ways. Yeah, yeah, ways. yeah, absolutely. Cool. Shall we go through the NFC then? So yeah, we start from the East. Shall we start in the East? All right, which was once known as the NFC least, and things have changed a little bit, haven't they? I mean, it's uh, <laughs> a little bit stronger now. So I've got yeah. the, the Cowboys winning it, uh, fourteen and three, but with the same record as the uh, as the Eagles and fourteen and three, but just with a wow. slightly better uh, record um, within the uh, within the division. So um, I mm -hmm. think you could pick it the other way, but I do think the Eagles have dropped off a little bit, and I think this Cowboys team yeah. has strengthens a little bit. 
touch and go. You could you could argue it both ways, but I have the Cowboys winning that. And then I've got the uh, the Giants at nine and eight. I think they might be found out a little bit this year, and uh, the Commanders at seven and ten. Mm. We're pretty similar again. So I've got the Cowboys winning the division at 12 and 5. And then I've got the Giants second place, 11 and 6. Mm. Um, third place, Eagles at 11 and 6 also. So it's not like, uh, yeah. you know, so it's very tight. One game between all three of those teams. And then exactly the same as you with the Commanders 7 and 10. So um, You're a little higher yeah. on the Giants than I am then, yeah. You think the yeah, Eagles a little bit, are going to yeah. drop off a little bit more than I do. Yeah, yeah. I think, um, you know, just listening to The Athletic and, uh, you know, Robert Mays visited the Eagles and, you know, they're talking to the beat writer there. And obviously there's quite a few um, holes within that defence. It's why I've actually dropped them as my dynasty defence. So just look at the, the linebacker positions. There's quite a lot of questions there. And as well as safety, they haven't got that much cornerback depth. So I just think, you know, they're really healthy last year. Um, on defence, uh, I still think there'll be a juggernaut on offence, but I do think this defence will, will take a uh, step back. And uh, Giants, you know, I was watching some Dable uh, games from last season and um, I'm, I'm high on this offence, you know, the Bills offence coming into this season. I think Ken Dorsey's going to do a good job, but I think that it's going to be tricky. You know, Dable proved just how good of an offensive play caller he was for the Bills. And I think that, you know, with better weapons around Daniel Jones, with his security now, um, I think that they'll get a bit more on defence as well uh, under Wink. So, yeah, I'm quite high on him. I, I'm yeah. surprisingly high on him. I, I, I think they've got some interesting interesting players, but I think they're the shorter star talent outside of Saquon Barkley. Um, I think that Daniel Jones might get found out a little bit this season. I think in this, you know, I think he is a limited player. He's a limited quarterback. And I know he's been paid, so to speak. But um, the second year in a system is always an interesting one and see what, you know, the, the defensive coordinators know what they're up against now. And they know that, you know, he's a problem with his legs. And he got him out of jail with his legs quite a bit. Um, I think he's a perfectly fine passer, but he's not special. And I just think that maybe defenses will uh, will counteract that a little bit. But um, yeah, interesting to see. I am certainly um, higher than I've been on them for quite a long time. So um and I, like you, uh, rate Dable, and it'll be fascinating to see how much more he can squeeze out of this. Mm, okay, um, next NFC division. Yeah, so shall we go for the North then? So this is another open division for me. Um, this will be a surprise. So again, I never look at these until I've completed them. So I had the Bears winning the division, which really surprised me. What? Um, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> 11 and 6, I've got them. Oh, as, my um, word. One game ahead of the Lions at 10 and 7. Are you insane? <laughs> I know. I, I, I was, again, shocked by this. But I just feel like I might as well go straight there. Justin Fields, well, I rated him really highly in college and I only had him uh, just off Trevor Lawrence, who's considered a generational quarterback. I think with his legs, that gives him that floor. And I think with weapons, DJ Moore, we saw in a preseason just how, you know, they looked, their connection. Uh, this O-line's got a bit better. Obviously, defence is still very suspect, like especially up front, the Bears. So I don't know how they're going to get the pass rush, even with Ngokwe. Uh, so, yeah, I'm still not exactly um, fully – I'm not even fully bought into that. I just went through it. <laughs> Clearly, they, well, we should have a wage on this because I've gone on the other end of the scale. <laughs> have you? Okay. Yeah, well, the yeah. thing is as well, like the schedule's going to be the softest because they're going to play all of the bottom teams from last year. So it's just how it plays out. I think that, yeah. I would argue, though, that 
all of the, you know, as you say, the weak point is is their defense, and the three other teams in that division, I would all, I'd argue, all have better offenses than they do, and I think, um, mm, uh, I do think they'll be better, but I think they're going to be six losses in that division, honestly. Mm. Um, I think the other three are really much of a muchness. Um, mm. uh, I don't have a huge gap between them. Yeah, yeah, should I just complete mine? So, yeah, yeah so I had Lions second, 10 and 7. Uh, Packers uh, next at 7 and 10. And then, surprisingly, another shock. Wow. Uh, the Vikings have only got us five wins, which I wouldn't agree with because of Cousins and Jefferson. I think Jefferson alone can get them two or three wins, probably. But that's just how it played out. You know, this defence, the Vikings defence, especially a secondary, you look at it on paper, it's pretty shocking. And I know I, I expect Brian... Uh, Flores to do better than uh, Ed Donatel as a defensive coordinator. You know, it's a completely different, uh, um, you know, uh, transition. It's, it's the other ends of the spectrum in terms of, you know, being blitz heavy, you know, trying to get after a quarterback. Um, I just think it might be a transition year. It might, it's probably going to be Cousins' last year as well. So, yeah. This might be your Will Anderson moment. (laughs) 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 So I've got it the other way around. I've got the I've got the Lions winning at twelve and five. I'm pretty high on this Lions team. I think it's very solid. One of the best offensive lines in the in the in the league. Um, I think Goff is 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 massively underrated. I think he showed what he could do last year. I'm still. I think that. The Packers and Vikings, you can pick it each way. You know, they're they're on opposite trajectories, but I still think that this Vikings team has weapons. I think Madison is, is a good running back. And I think that Jordan Love will surprise a few people. I've got them both at 10 and 7 with the with the Vikings just edging that record with uh, 4 and 2 in the division. And I'm three, sorry, 4 and 13 on the Bears. Not because I don't think they're better. I think they are, but I think this is actually a, a tough division for them. And I think that the strengths of the opposition division teams uh you know hammer their weaknesses so i mean maybe four three and four and thirteen is a little bit low but um <laughs> yeah I, I i'm absolutely opposite of you so we should probably work out what the over under is on that and then uh to have some kind of wager i think <laughs> i've placed a bet on them winning the division based on this you know four and one i've also got you know yeah. yeah pretty good odds when it's quite an open like, i do really think that any of these four teams could win it um so yeah they've got the worst odds and i thought well you know let's All go right. for it so yeah we'll move on to the nfc south so how have you got that division playing out charlie yeah so there's going to be a buzz around the 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 falcons and i'm, I'm kind of with yeah, with, with that bus a bit yeah. buzz as well i think that i think that it's a weak division um a weak schedule um i think there's a lot of interesting stuff going on with the the falcons and i think that the saints will have a solid Solid uh, year as well, simply because the division is, is weak and, and, and the conference is weak. So I've actually got the the. It's kind of crazy. The Falcons winning the division twelve and five, which I, you know, last oh, no. you know, two years ago what? you wouldn't wouldn't have seen coming. Yeah. Um, I've got the Saints at eleven and six, the Panthers at oh, five wow. and twelve, um, and then probably. Yeah, I think that's probably about fair for the Panthers. I'm not sure what they've really got going on offense. I've got the Bucks down at one and sixteen, uh, which probably Ooh. a little bit harsh. It probably yeah. is harsh, but I just didn't see where the wins were coming from. Um, yeah. It's not better than anybody, you know. So uh, yeah. yeah, how's that compared to yours? Uh, very similar, quite in the same order. So I've got the Falcons at eleven and six. The Falcons for me, like I've been buying so much stock in fantasy when I've been doing my drafts. Um, I like all of their skill position players, especially mm. Bijan. I think he's going to be how Pitts um, potentially be yeah. even be the top, you know, top running back um, fantasy wise. Like, I think I'm that high on him. Um, but yeah, Kyle Pitts, um, Drake London, mm. you know, just that trilogy of, of guys, a lot of weapons. Yep. Um, and they've got the weakest on paper. We know that's yeah. gonna, not going to be the case, but the weakest schedule uh, of opponents uh, in the league. It's a shame they what... play in such a miserable-looking 
inside of a stadium because they'd yeah. be quite watchable. But I hate watching Falcons games in Atlanta. Mm. It is, it's just the ugliest field, isn't it? It's, the colours are all wrong. I don't know what it, what it is. It's yeah. a horrible, horrible place to watch football. Yeah, definitely. And then I've got the Saints as well, eight and nine. Um, Panthers six and four, uh, eleven, and then yeah. the Bucks three and fourteen. So we see that very similarly. Similar, yeah. Um, and then we go straight to the West End. So have you got mm. that playing out? So um, San Francisco 49ers uh, winning quite comfortably with twelve and five. Um, but surprisingly enough, the the, the Seahawks at eleven and six. I'm quite high on the Seahawks team. I think they've got, again, some interesting skill positions. I love that draft of Jackson Smith and Jigbird, obviously the um, uh, Walker um, at running back. Spoon. With, yeah. Um, and as well. Yeah. yeah it's just, it, it's, it's a good looking team. And, and Gino did well. And again, it's a weak conference and, and they've got yeah. games against the Rams and the, and the uh, Cardinals, <laughs> which is four wins pretty much. So um, yeah. yeah, I've got an 11 and six, which is a little bit higher than it felt like they should be at, but I think it's reflective of, of their, of their schedule. Then I've got the Rams at two fifteen, which is really bad. And then I've got yeah. the, uh, the, <laughs> the Cardinals at, at Owen 17. Where's the, where's the win wow. coming from? Yeah. I mean, yeah. again, probably harsh. If Kyle comes back towards the end of the season, then <laughs> maybe they get a couple, but, again they're just worse than everybody else um, yeah so um yeah probably a little bit harsh on the rams and the cardinals but they're not going to be an awful lot better than that i don't think mm. well i've got it very similar again um but i have got the seahawks because i thought when uh, you're talking like oh yeah quite comfortably 49ers i was like oh you're gonna laugh at me about this but i've got the seahawks just winning the uh, division must be by a tiebreaker or something because I've got both yeah. them and the 49ers at 11 and 6. So very similar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I said comfortably insofar as they're easily in the in the playoffs. But yeah, you're right. Um, Seahawks are right there. That I, I'm, I'm quite high on them. I think they're a bit underrated this year and uh, yeah. it's, they've got a, an easy schedule. So Yeah, definitely. And then I've got um, both the Cardinals and Rams tied at 1 and 16. So the only wins that they get is against each other. Not massively then. (laughs) Difference. Yeah, no, it really isn't. The Rams vibes, like especially in the last week with what's going on with Cooper Cup and his hamstring and being placed on IR and all the Stafford comments about him not being able to connect with the younger players and the amount of rookies you know, and young players that the Rams do have, like it just makes me feel like well, you know, even with Sean McVay, you I know, mean, if you name Cooper Cup, um, you name Stafford, uh, Stafford, and you name um, Aaron, Donald, Donald, Aaron, like yeah, who after else? That, who else? Do, who else can you yeah. name? Yeah, I can't think of one player. Slim. Havenstein. Oh well, I, I, I'm a junkie, so I do know a few of their players, but like, yes, on, who, who's totally... the next most famous one? Uh, Havenstein, their right tackle, he's pretty exactly. well paid, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's the right it's, tackle, yeah. <laughs> it, these are just guys, right? So, uh, yeah, yeah, indeed. <laughs> it's um, so yeah, interesting, very good. So, so how's that NFC playing yeah. out then for you? Yeah, so I've got the Cowboys as the first seed at 12 and 5. I won't go over their records actually, because we've already done that. Seahawks next uh, at number two. Bears, which I know you laugh at, is number three. But again, <laughs> like, you, you just don't know. There's so much variance season between, you know, there's always a team that finishes bottom the season before and then wins the division. And I know the beer, you know, I was even surprised at 11 and 6 by the Bears, but 
you know, who the hell knows what's going to happen? That's the beauty of an NFL. Things can change so quickly. I was actually more surprised I only had the Vikings at five wins, which I really don't think that's mm, the case. As I said, the ceiling yeah. for them, I think, with Cousins and Jefferson is probably seven wins. But I've got yep. it down as five wins. So who the hell else can, knows what's going to happen? The Falcons are num- at number four. Uh, and then 49ers as the first wildcard team at number five. Giants, my second wildcard team at number six. And the Eagles just sneak in there. Which mm. surprised me at uh, at number seven. So, yes, it's a little different. Far, yeah. yeah, I was going to say I haven't gone as far as predicting a Super Bowl winner. I know the last two seasons I've been pretty good. I picked the Bucks when they won it with Brady, and the Eagles last season, which wasn't too far off. I I, I don't know who's going to win it this year. I'll probably go with the Chiefs as the chalk answer, to be honest. But um, so yeah. I've got Cowboys. Um, from the Falcons, from the Lions, 49ers rounding out the uh, the divisional winners. Yep. Then they've got the Eagles, uh, Seahawks, and Saints as the uh, remaining wildcard spots. But that creates some really interesting matchups because if it played out like that, the 49ers will play the Eagles in the wildcard round, which oh, would be kind of hilarious. Wow. So one Repeat of them out of the championship game. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Falcons would play the Saints, obviously divisional rivals, and then the uh, the Lions would play the, uh, the Seahawks. So um, I think that kind of opens things up for – uh, the Cowboys quite nicely. Um, but mm. if I had to place my money, I'd probably say the Cowboys are going to the Super Bowl. Um, yeah. But yeah, tough one. Cowboys mm. Bills, repeat of the 90s. That would be nice, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Get some revenge. I yeah, should I just finish it up with the bets? I've only played yep. four. Um, I've kind of um, I've done a mix of who's going to win the title, who's going to win more games. So I've got the Falcons uh, winning over eight and a half games. As I said, I've got them at eleven and six, so winning a division by three games. But it's anyone can really win that division. So I felt like. Well, not anyone. I don't think the Bucks will, but like it's pretty competitive, so I didn't want to put them for the title. Um, Giants, I've got for winning over seven and a half uh, games. I think that's pretty strong. I've got them as a wild card, card team at 11 and six. The Bears to win the NFC North at four and one. Again, just because the value there, and I do think it is up for grabs. Any of them could potentially win that. And then the Tennessee Titans, Like I don't think there's a massive gap between the Jaguars and Titans, I both had them as uh, nine and eight, and uh, to win the AFC South is uh, three and one. And with the Titans, like Mike Rabel, I, I haven't actually done a list, but I reckon he'd be in the top three like head coaches. Like I, he always finds a way of optimizing the talent on that roster, even if it looks on paper like there's not much talent. Like you think of how they play the Bills, and you always think, yeah, you know, on paper we're a better team, we should win, and it never ends up being that case. You know, either we do win, or more likely the Titans win, and they're always feisty. So yeah, that's why I went for the Titans as my last bet. So that was the ones I've gone for. Very good. Excellent stuff. Well, that was good fun. So we'll be back next week with a review of the uh, the game against the Jets and a preview against the game, week two game against the Raiders. A quick reminder, if you are in London and you want to uh, get up at stupid o'clock to watch the game somewhere in central London, I will be in uh, the Empire Casino. Uh, very welcome to any other Bills fans that are out there. If you are looking to get together with Bills fans uh, in the coming weeks, then feel free to register on the London Bills backers website for uh, for attending the game against the, uh, the Raiders. I know that uh, um, seats are filling up really nicely and it's looking like it's going to be a great crowd for that, that week two matchup a nice nice 6pm Sunday game for us all um, yeah if you want to get in touch please do so we are Bills from Afar on Gmail Bills from Afar on Twitter uh, yeah until next time uh, go Bills go Bills <laughs>